You are now listening to the Major Jobs Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Major Jobs Podcast. Today I got to talk with Destin Sandlin. He is an engineer, but more than that, he's also a YouTuber. You might know him for his YouTube channel, Smarter Every Day, which has over 6 million subscribers. So I'm going to break this episode into two different parts. The first part's going to be him talking about his engineering background and what it's like being a mechanical engineer. And the second part's going to be more focused towards YouTube and what's that, what that is like as a business. Because I know a lot of people want to make a living on YouTube and I think Destin would be a really great place um, to just like know more about what YouTube is like as a space um, and can you like make a living doing YouTube full time. But this one was different. This one wasn't about YouTube. This one was about mechanical engineering and engineering and just hearing what Destin was talking about. You could hear the passion in his voice and how much he loved engineering and that's an ongoing theme that I notice a lot of people have. They have a lot of passion about what they do and Destin is no exception. He is extremely passionate about what he does for engineering and it was so interesting just hearing him describe what his experiences are like being an engineer, how he got to be an engineer and what it's usually like on a daily basis. So without further ado, here is the interview with Destin Sandlin, the mechanical engineer. A little intro about what I do so yeah I'll just like recap so basically I started this podcast because I had the same problem where I didn't know what I wanted to do for my job and I just I realized that millions of other teenagers in the world also have that same problem so I was like why not go to the people themselves and ask them questions about what it's like to see what fits me and then I decided to share it with teenagers you know all over the world and they can listen along with me to learn about some jobs that they might find interesting as well it's a great idea it's a fantastic idea (laughs) thanks yeah so i've like interviewed a bunch of great people and i'm excited to interview you right now and yeah my first question is about your engineering side what would be your job title so what's my official job title as an engineer yeah yeah okay well there are many different kinds of engineers, okay? So I went to school for an undergraduate degree in what's called mechanical engineering. And I got a master's degree in something called aerospace engineering. So technically, I would be hired as a mechanical engineer. Um, the specific job I had was called a missile flight test engineer. But that's, that's more of a very specific thing. So in engineering, you go to school and you learn a discipline. And you figure out how to apply the learning process to wherever you're at, whether it's designing something or, or, or things like that. But uh, yeah, maybe we should just go into the branches of engineering. Would you like to talk about that? Yeah, sure. Okay, so if you want to go to engineering school, um, th- there's a choice you have to make. There's many different types. A mechanical engineer is what I chose because I believe it to be one of the most diverse um, most applicable type engineers, you can, um, let's see, you, you learn all the math tools that you need. You also learn a lot of design tools and you get to dabble in electronics and things like that. And, and you're kind of a jack of all trades when you get out of, of the mechanical engineering program. Another more specific type of engineering would be an electrical engineer. Now, an electrical engineer will do things like design 
power substations or uh, work with electronics, for example, like, you know, the physical boards, the printed circuit boards you use in your electronics and things of that nature. They have the knowledge and the ability to design those things and also troubleshoot them and things of that nature. Um, electrical engineering also includes things like radar. It doesn't just, you know, focus on electricity, but you would, you would deal with radar. You would deal with uh, all kinds of, you know, magnetism, interesting things like that. So kind of the kind of the weird unseen forces in our world, electrical engineers deal with those. Chemical engineering, which was paying very, very well when I went to school because there was a shortage of chemical engineers, is um, it's it's kind of like a mechanical engineer, but they're probably a little bit better at math and they understand chemistry very well. So chemical engineers end up doing things like running processes at plants and uh, like in, in the oil and gas industry, there's a lot of chemical engineers. Uh, I know a lot of chemical engineers end up in the, um, like, uh, well, I, I know one guy that works for 3M. He works on different types of binders and things of that nature. So types of chemicals. So if you were to mix a chemical, you don't just have one pot there and you pour things in it and stir it around like a cauldron, like witches, right? You, um, you have pipes and you're running these pipes into these, these tanks and these tanks hold the liquid for a certain amount of time and then it moves on to the next thing and it's it's a continuous process so chemical engineers are really good at figuring out uh, an area of math called differential equations they're really good at that um there's another type of engineering called metallurgical engineering um it's just what it sounds like you get to learn how uh, how metals work and that's a really important thing because there's a whole area of science around metals and um, one of the most interesting forms of engineering is computer engineering. And um, it, people that are computer engineers, they, they deal with software architecture quite a bit. My, uh, my sister's a computer engineer. And, um, you know, they design systems to work well, whether it be a database or, you know, maybe it be, it's, a, it's a user interface or something like that. But a, a, a computer engineer will, will work on those types of things. And I think the final version that that I'm aware of is, well, there's obviously aerospace engineering, and that's pretty self-explanatory. Rockets, helicopters, uh, planes, things of that nature. But there's this other area called electromechanical. And I think an electromechanical engineer, it's a new, it's a new thing. Only certain certain programs at certain universities offer a program in electromechanical engineering. I think it's one of the most interesting to me because it's like the electrical engineer and the and the mechanical engineer like molded together and so you have this person that is just hyper capable they can do all <laughs> kinds of things mm -hmm. so yeah that, that's that's about a broad mm -hmm. as, as broad of an overview as i can give you mm -hmm. does, that, does that help yeah that's great so i just wanted to ask like did you know that you wanted to be a mechanical engineer from an early age no, heck no. I didn't even know the word engineer. <laughs> like my, uh, my mom and dad, they, uh, they worked as auto workers. My mom worked on an assembly line and my dad would check the parts that came off mm -hmm. the assembly line. And, um, I, I didn't know what engineers did, but there was this guy that lived across the street from me. Um, he was in a wheelchair and, and he was an airspace engineer. He worked at Boeing and he mm -hmm. kind of first mentioned the term engineer to me. And then it wasn't until I think 11th or 12th grade, I, there was a career day and I shadowed an engineer at a local plant. Mm. 
And what was so cool about this guy's job is he would go to work and he would go to his desk and then somebody would bring him a problem. And mm-hmm. it was it was always a weird problem like, hey, Jack, the uh, the machine over on aisle five broke. Mm-hmm. And he took me over there with him and you would go see what happened. And, and here's this machine that just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And over the course of the day, he figured out what what part broke and he drew one. He literally drew it on paper and he handed it to a machinist and the machinist made the part. And by the end of the day, we had the machine working. And I was like, whoa. So an engineer is a problem solver. Mm-hmm. And I just fell in love with the whole concept of using like technical things that you can learn, like knowable things. Mm-hmm. And you can use those things to solve problems. And that's fascinating, right? I mean, you can. Wow, yeah. It's a really cool thing. Have you thought about what, what you want to do? I mean, obviously, that's the, the purpose of this podcast. But are you looking yeah. towards a like a technical thing or a yeah. management thing? My, I guess my my dream maybe thing would be like to work in media or broadcasting for something but i don't want to be like the person that's in the face of it and i also kind of like maybe systems administrator or like it work or something like that because when i talked to one that sounded like something that i would like to do in my yeah what would you like about it i guess like i'm good with computers and i know how to like fix certain problems on computers you know people already ask me on a daily basis oh how do i do this thing on this and how do i fix this and like i don't know i just had that knack for a computer since i was young are are you a mac or a pc guy or i have both i have mac and pc yeah (laughs) that's smart that's smart I, i try to do the same thing i try to keep my options open right like i had a an iphone for so long uh huh and i realized that my brain was only able to work in the iPhone ecosystem. Uh-huh. And I was like, I've got to break this. So I, uh, <laughs> I just went out and, and, and bought an Android just to, wow. just to be weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I got used to like having an Android and then I switched back from phone to Android. And now when people ask me for help, like, uh, just like last week, my grandma's sister, she keeps asking me like every year I see her every year and she always asks me to fix something that's wrong on her phones and it's an Android and I have like you know knowledge on that so I guess that's just like a knack for what I I don't know I like helping people I think like helping people is amazing and I love helping people so I guess that's like that's kind of what drew me to that job well I think I I think as an engineer you, you have to be able to do that as well the I'll give you an example when when I was at my job, the, the flight test engineer job, we, we test rockets, right? We merged with an organization that tested helicopters. And so, you know, in the rocket world, you're going you're gonna to learn all kinds of weird words like control authority, you know, moment of inertia. You know, there's just all kinds of thrust to weight ratio. There's all kinds of things you're dealing with. But on the helicopter side, all the words are completely different, completely different. You know, what's our turbine gas temperature? You know, what's our NR and all, all these weird things. And the problem is when these two organizations merged, the rockets and the helicopters, nobody could speak to each other because we didn't have a common language. Does that make sense? So I did a weird thing. I went and worked on the helicopter side of the house for about a year and a half. And, you know, it was kind of it was kind of fun to make fun of the helicopter people before that right I was, oh those are the <laughs> helicopter folks they don't get it and they would do the same to us and often we didn't get it 
But when I went and worked on the helicopter side of the house, I learned all of their words. And I learned why, not only what they did that we always made fun of, but why they did those things. And so what that did is it gave me an appreciation for how they operate. And then when I came over to the rocket side of the house, suddenly I could speak both languages and I was the connective tissue in the whole organization. So I think what you're talking about, being able to speak to multiple people, that is a super important skill for almost every occupation. Like if you can, it doesn't matter if you're selling refrigerators, it doesn't matter if you're an engineer, it doesn't matter if you're a network administrator or a marketing agent. If you can communicate with people, then then you can make the organization work and, and you mm-hmm. can, I mean, it's great. Mm-hmm. Has mm-hmm. anybody talked to you about that kind of stuff? Yeah, um, that's something that people brought up and I've never really went in depth with the idea and like looked at it more, but I might do it after this. Oh, there's all kinds of tricks you got to learn, man. Like, <laughs> for example, uh, do, do you know what an internship is? Yeah. Okay, I didn't when I was young. That's the only reason I ask. <laughs> I, I'm not assuming that you know because I didn't. And so um, when I went to college, I got an internship as a, a young engineer. And... Um, I th- you know, you have this bright, wonderful idea of what an engineering is going to, you know, engineering is going to be like, because I saw that guy fix that machine that time, right? So I'm just going to be fixing machines all day. Well, I went to work and there, there wasn't a whole lot of work at this one particular place. And so I was just kind of sitting there and I was like, well, I, you know, people are supposed to bring me broken machine parts and I'm supposed to fix them. And then I realized that that's not how it works. The reason people brought him broken machine parts is because he had a relationship with them and they knew he was the kind of person that can fix things and stuff like that. So here I am sitting there. I can contribute nothing to anybody. And I was like, well, what do I do? And um, this this older engineer, he pulled me aside. He's like, come here, man. Let's go work on something. I was like, okay, good. And he taught me that what you have to do is you have to like get up out of your seat and you have to go to where the work is and you do it. And if you don't have anything to do at any moment in time, instead of pulling your phone out and playing on it, you go find something to do to make your employer money. Like that is hyper important. Like, um, you know, fast forward 10 years when we started hiring engineers uh, as interns where I worked and uh, we went through maybe five or six interns and you immediately know like on day one or day two, if you're going to keep that person. I'll never forget. I asked one young man, I said, Hey, you know, his name run over there to that truck. There's a blue rope in the back of that truck. I need to bring it over here. I I need to tie it off here and get this done. He's like, okay, cool. And it took him 30 minutes to go to the truck and get the rope because he, he got tied up along the way. You know, he, he called somebody at home and all this kind of stuff. And I was sitting there waiting on this rope and it didn't happen. I mean, you can imagine. Do you, do you think we hired mm-hmm. him back? Probably not. No, we didn't. <laughs> um, then there's this other guy. He still works there. His name is Sheldon. And uh, Sheldon came in, and he asks a ton of questions. Like, he asks so many questions that it starts to get a little bit irritating. Like, mm-hmm. man, come on, man. Just think for yourself. <laughs> but he's asking all these questions. And then once you give him the information, he'll leave the room and he'll go off and he'll work on something for hours and he'll bring it back to you and be like, hey man, I did this. Is this what you want? Mm-hmm. Like, wow, this guy's value added, right? Mm-hmm. So I think one of the most important things 
to do as a young person when you join the workforce is to figure out how to contribute and try really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, demonstrate that you're there to, you know, you kind of get uh-huh. it. You're, you get the overall big picture. Uh-huh. And you kind of talked about college before that. So what was what you studied during college and what was that like? I studied mechanical engineering as an undergrad and aerospace engineering as a graduate student. And I'm, I'm actually still at the university now. I'm going for a, a PhD in aerospace engineering. And yeah, yeah, it's a lot of hard math. So, so I think what a lot of people don't realize is they'll, they'll go into the thing that they're interested in. And then if it's hard, they're like, oh, I need to switch my major to something else that's easier. But what you don't realize is there's this little hump. It's like a hump. It's like the, the sophomore year hump, I guess. That's where all the hard stuff is. And that's where the teachers are really trying to figure out if you mean it. And if you can get over that hump, you're good. You know, that's where for engineers, that's where calculus three is. That's where differential equations is and all these really difficult things. But just over that hump, you have really cool things like fluid dynamics and labs and uh, design classes and really cool things like that. So I I think the most important thing about going to the university is uh, getting ahead of the head of everything. Like a lot of people go and they have this new freedom and they go party with their buddies and all that kind of stuff, but they don't buckle down when they have the opportunity to like right out of the get go. And then they get behind the curve because, because an education is cumulative, right? If you don't know algebra, it gets really hard to learn trigonometry and you're certainly not going to make it to calculus if you didn't take your time in algebra. So it's, it's very important to be serious right out of the get go. And I'm not talking about like boring where you're not fun, but like be serious about your studies. If, if you're going to, to the university and a lot of people don't need to do that. Um, you know, you're there to get an education, Mm -hmm. be serious about it. Mm -hmm. And, um, so after you got out of college, you said you did the internship. So after the internship, you get a job after that. Well, a, a lot of engineering, um, companies do this thing where they'll, they'll let you intern while you're in school. And so, I went to college as a freshman, and then I went to uh, I went to to school over the summer, the first year, and then the next year, I went and worked out in um, Mississippi, at a place mm-hmm. making jet fuel pumps, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. And then after that, um, I was an intern the following summer at Little Debbie Snack Cakes, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just really <laughs> really cool, and. Um, so what that allows you to do as an engineering intern is you can kind of make money during the summers mm-hmm. and then you can convert that money into, uh, into school later. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, yeah. So what would you say was done on a daily basis when you became a mechanical engineer? Like, what was it like, I guess, when you woke up to end of the workday? All right. So, you, so you go in in the morning and usually there's a morning meeting where people talk about what you're going to do during the day. And um, everybody gets on the same page. That's super important. Once you all get on the same page, everybody goes and gets their task and they go work on it for the day. Typically, you're working with some crew, you know, people that build things, things of that nature. And uh, you go come up with a technical plan and then you just execute that plan. A lot of times that involves communicating with multiple teams. Uh, Sometimes it involves communicating with like a machine shop or a welder. 
and then you get it done. And um, at the end of the day, you kind of have to wrap up everything and make sure that it, it was done correctly. You know, if, if you have measurable things that you're trying to do, you have to make sure you got all the data. It's always important to keep in mind, like what the actual product is, like what makes my company money. And so for me, it's test data. When I was, when I would test rockets, we would, you know, set up a safety plan and we would make sure that we could perform this test without anybody getting hurt. We'd perform the test. And then at the end of the day, we have to get the data. The data is the whole point. And um, yeah, that's how we would do that. And then, and then at the end of the test, you would write the report and, you know, you make sure that you write down everything you did. So engineering is probably a lot more writing than most people realize. So you need to, you need to be really good at English and it's good to read and literature is great. So um, storytelling and communication is super important for engineers mm -hmm. and what would be your advice to a teenager that wants to be an engineer shadow one go Ooh. find an engineer and just work with them like if you want to be a mechanical engineer go work with a mechanical engineer um tell them you'll sweep their office just to work with them like, <laughs> a really good thing if you want to be a mechanical engineer is to go volunteer at a machine shop mm. so you can learn how to use tools and how to make things Mm. Uh, that's hyper important. Um, um, another, another thing you could do is, uh, like if you're an electrical engineer, you could go learn how to solder and, uh, how to, how to build things with your hands. That's super important. So yeah, that's, that's what I would recommend doing. I, I would recommend finding what you like, find someone that's further down the road and asking them if you can help. Mm. And then the, the more most important thing is actually stepping up to the plate and helping because I've had several mm -hmm. people ask me if they can help with the engineering or help with Smarter Every Day. But when it comes right down to it, you know, they, they're more interested in just hanging out. They're not really interested in actually doing mm -hmm. the work and helping. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, that, that, that kind of thing's important. Did you have any more questions about engineering? Like what, what is your understanding of what an engineer is? Let me ask you that. Um, I guess my understanding is engineering makes engineers make things. I guess that's the broad generalization of what I think uh, engineering is. It's basically like using different tools like math, science, and all these different things to help make things solve problems. I, I think I think the solve problems is closer to the answer because I mean, there are engineers today that are doing all kinds of things. There are software engineers running the algorithms that work when you type something into Google. Those are engineers. There are, there are engineers making food that you eat and you get from the grocery store. There are packaging engineers that are designing machines that can wrap cookies, 3,000 3, cookies a minute. You know, there are all these things are, are you know, engineers make things happen like they're, they're thinkers and doers, and it's it's like the coolest thing ever because, you know, it's one thing to go through world and the world and just experience things, but, like, to be an active participant is so rad, and uh, and that's what engineers do, and it's a, it's a really cool thing. Like, all the major things that happen um, in, in terms of helping people, I'm, I'm not going to say all the awesome things are done by engineers but a good a good mm -hmm. bit of them you know like mm -hmm. clean water to your house mm -hmm. those are engineers those are civil mm -hmm. engineers oh mm -hmm. i forgot to mention civil engineers my brother-in-law is a civil engineer 
so civil engineers make like infrastructure and um airports and you know mm. the the water system and things like that anyway i i love engineering <laughs> yeah everyone i'm pretty sure everyone that's listening right now can tell you're like super passionate and you just love engineering i do yeah, that's i awesome. do it's really cool like my brain doesn't cut off uh-huh so like even you know, even today working on the tractor i'm, I'm gonna till up my garden today uh-huh. i mean there's there's even biomedical engineers that can figure uh-huh. out stuff like that or uh, golly genet- holy cow i didn't realize that i missed so much there's genetic engineers now so wow. yeah these are people that solve problems using science and math and mm-hmm. their wits and it's just mm-hmm. a cool thing like if you have something in your life that you don't like let's say let's say there's something is there something in your town you don't like i don't like how boring it is it's boring in your town? Yeah, it's really boring. Engineers make amusement parks. <laughs> <laughs> why is it boring in your town? Why, why is it boring? Okay, it's like a suburb of San Francisco, and there's really, I guess, there's not much going on. There's You're crazy, no... man. I was I was there two weeks ago. Yeah. I, I was there last week, too. San Francisco has a ton yeah, of stuff Yeah, San Francisco is awesome. I love San Francisco, but my town is like a small suburb that's next to san francisco and we have nothing cool i don't believe you i don't <laughs> i have a shirt i have a shirt that says uh, i live in a small town here and um <laughs> and it says you know it has the name of the town on it and it says we're not boring you are <laughs> <laughs> so like so that's a that's a i don't know i i think you can make it interesting like you yeah. can make your town right now interesting like for example when i was i was there did uh-huh. do you, do you have hummingbirds in your yard yeah do you have a hummingbird feeder i don't why do you not i used to I why do you not have to. a hummingbird feeder an engineer would do something like put a hummingbird feeder up in your yard and see how many hummingbirds you can get at one time and and like figure out their territory and i mean like it's not boring you can <laughs> you can make your place awesome i guess like just like doing little things and seeing what comes out of it, it just makes things more interesting. I never really thought about it like that, though. But uh, Keelan, yeah. I st- I stand by my previous statement. Your town is not boring. You are. You need to step it up, oh, man. Okay. Step it up. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, is is now the part where that. you kick me off the podcast? <laughs> no, 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 I would agree with. I actually, you know what? I agree with that. You can do it. You can do it. You're doing like this podcast that you're making. This is hyper interesting, and you're yeah, and you're, and you're affecting people all over the world, yeah, by using your time, talents, and skills. So, so this is you're making something out of nothing. This is something an engineer would do. So, so I, I don't mean to be hard on you. I'm just joking around with you, but <laughs> yeah, but like the fact that you're spending the time to invest in this and using your skills to do this is awesome, and that's uh yeah, that's a great thing. Yeah, I I I guess before that, I never before doing this, I never really had something to do and like you said i was boring and i definitely felt that in myself that i had nothing to do and i was bored a lot of the time and i feel like that's a lot of that's a feeling that a lot of teenagers also have that they don't have a hobby that they have and they don't have something that they like to do they probably just like stay on their phone and do stuff on that yeah so i i feel like i was boring and I didn't really have anything, so I was like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to have nothing to do anymore. So that's why I started this, just to 
be able to have something interesting, something that I like to do. And this is something that I'm passionate about. I love doing it. You know, I love talking to different people about what they do and just the wide range of different people I talk to. I've talked to so many different people and it just like makes me so passionate to do this. And I, and I want more teenagers to just find a hobby to do something that they're passionate about because I snapped out of that cycle of being boring and not doing anything. And then once I found something that I'm passionate about, I'm like, kind of like changed my life and it made me like want to do something for the first time. I never really wanted to do anything, but now when I get onto the computer and I turn on that microphone, I'm like, yeah, I want to do this. It's a big deal. It's a big deal to find the place that you can contribute and to do it and to be an active participant. It's a huge deal and 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 hats off to you for doing that. That's that's really good. I think I think you know, sitting back and just experiencing stuff passively is one way you can experience the world, but the active participant is way more interesting to me. Interested people are interesting. I don't I don't remember who said that, but like whatever whatever job you want to do, go all in. Yeah. I mean don't 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 halfway do it. Go all in. And you know, if it's not for you, that's cool. You know, you can find something else. But you know, don't work don't work just because you're like kind of interested work because you're like super passionate and, and you want to do it. And, and a lot of times you don't get the job, your dream job initially. A lot of times you have to do what I call swapping time for money, you know, cause you gotta, you gotta feed babies and you gotta make money for your family. And that's okay too. I would suggest that if you're in a situation where you're swapping time for money, then do it well, do it very, very well because, um, I mean, that's going to lead how you perform in whatever your job you're in. That's going to determine if you get a better job in the future. So um, it's important to, you know, you can control your effort and you can control your attitude. Those are the two things you can control when you're at the workplace. Yeah, I learned a lot about engineering. I learned about basically like what they do. Basically, they solve problems and through a variety of different spectrums like audio engineering and mechanical engineering, chemical engineering, just this wide range that I never really thought about before. But then once you brought it up, that makes a lot of sense. So I just want to say thank you so much for doing this. I really learned a lot about engineering and I really appreciate you just talking about it. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Teal, and this was really fun. I really appreciate it. Yeah. All right. And that's going to end that interview with Dustin Sandlin. I want to thank him so much for doing this interview. You can just tell the passion that he has for engineering and just how much he loves doing it. Um, I, yeah, just like a really big thank you to him. And his he has such a big audience size. You know, his YouTube channel has over 6 million subscribers. And I'm just like, you know, this little dude podcasting in my room. And it's just... I just really want to thank him for just like, you know, being able to talk to me. I know he's really busy and him taking the time out of his day to do that really means a lot to me. Other than that, um, I hope you learned a lot about mechanical engineering. I know I talked to an electrical engineer before that was Ken Bone, um, but different types of engineering have different aspects to them. And when he talked about mechanical engineering, uh, I noticed it varied from electrical engineering. But other than that, I just want to say thank you for listening 
and follow me on Instagram at Major Jobs Podcast or on Twitter at Major Jobs Pod. Other than that, I don't really have anything else to say, so I just want to say thank you for listening and uh, tune in for the next part of this podcast, which is talking more about the YouTube side of things and how he became so big on YouTube. Thanks for listening to the Major Jobs Podcast. If you liked it, please be sure to follow us on Instagram at Major Jobs Podcast. If you have an interesting career and want to be featured on the show, send us an email at majorjobspodcast at gmail.com with your job title and college major if applicable. Again, thanks for listening. And remember, life happens wherever you are, whether you make it or not.